Hello, I'm Connor Evans, your door-to-door storyteller, and I'd like to give you a story. This story is called Giant Slayer by Gretelyn Darkey. An arid wind swept across the prairie, ruffling Jack's few remaining gray hairs and playing in the strings of Molly's apron. Their rocking chairs squeaked in unison, casting corresponding shadows on the rickety wooden porch. Molly had put down her knitting, and Jack had left off his whittling, and, for a moment, the two just held hands and watched the sunset. Jack, Molly said, her voice creaking like the porch boards. Yes, sunshine, Jack answered. There's something I want to ask you, she paused. Go on, Jack said. How long have we lived here? Forever. We raised our children here, don't you remember? Sometimes I remember. That's the thing. Either I'm going crazy or something's not right. You're not crazy, Maul, Jack said, squeezing her hand. Just don't try so hard. Let the memories come. For a few minutes, they said nothing. The chairs squeaked in chorus, and the wind seemed to blow the sun down under the hills. Jack? Yes, Molly? Jack? What's that? What's what? That cloud. I don't think it's a rain cloud. It's too low to the ground. It's the wrong time of year for a dust storm. Jack's chair stopped rocking, and he stood up, slowly. The cloud was small and gray. It didn't drift, but rather it revolved, like a rolling pin, growing larger as it came. It advanced rapidly along the ground, and blue lightning crackled at its heart. Molly, he rasped. I think it's a twister. Get back in the house. But what? In the house. But what about Monocle? Monocle was their German shepherd. I'll find him. Now go down to the basement and stay there. Do you hear? Hastily, Molly gathered her knitting into her apron. In her panic, she had trouble matching her momentum to the rocking of the chair, and it took her several tries to stand up. Swaying slightly, she tottered to the screen door and pulled it open. Jack? She said holding the wooden door frame in her bony old hand. Jack looked back into her eyes, as blue and young as the day he met her, 65 years ago. Yes, Molly? Be careful. She shut the door. By now, the big gray-black cloud menaced the house from only a few hundred yards away. Jack stepped off the porch and started out into the prairie to meet it. As he walked, he changed. His hunched shoulders became broad and full, and his step grew strong and firm. Thick brown hair replaced the thin gray locks, and his watery green eyes sparkled with youthful fervor. In a minute, his life-young body was running to meet the storm. As Jack reached the center of the prairie, the cloud opened, and a tall young man with golden hair and one huge eye in the middle of his forehead rode out on a gray horse with lightning in its mane and tail. So, Giant Slayer, the man boomed. We meet again to fight as in days of old. You may move and hide again and again, but my brothers and I will always find you. You know the world doesn't hold with your kind, Jack snarled. Not anymore. Your time is over. So is yours, the man laughed. 
But that doesn't stop you, does it? I only come out of hiding when I have to swat a fly like you. Is that so? The man pulled his horse's reins, so that the lightning stallion reared. Well, swat away. The golden-haired cyclops charged. Jack put his head down like a goat and set his feet to take the impact. When the horse hit him at full gallop, Jack slid backwards several feet, but he remained upright. The man kept his seat and tried to back the horse up, but Jack had hold of the horse's head and, despite the shock of the lightning bolts that left its mane and coursed through his arms and chest, Jack would not let go. It only took the cyclops a moment to recover. Instantly, he started beating Jack around the head with his barbed club. Jack dodged the blows, but he knew that the only reason the Cyclops didn't hit him was because the monster was afraid of hurting his horse's head. It was a waiting game, and not one Jack particularly liked to play. With a roar of pain and effort, Jack wrenched the horse's head to one side, using the impetus of one of the Cyclops' club swings to dismount the monster. The horse gave a strangled whinny before its neck snapped as its body twisted up and over Jack's arms. The horse's body landed squarely on top of the Cyclops, crushing the monster under its electrified weight. In the sudden stillness that followed, Jack stepped back and looked down at the bodies. He always thought it was strange that he still never had killed one of his enemies. Somehow, he'd earned the title Giant Slayer, even though he'd never actually killed a giant. Something always happened to bring about the giant's end, but his hand had never actually dealt the blow. He walked around the crazily angled head of the horse and saw the Cyclops, trapped from the chest down under his mount's body. The monster's eye was unfocused, and a string of white mucus flecked with black blood oozed from his broken mouth. I'm sorry, Jack said, looking down into the rapidly glazing eye. I'm just doing what I was made for. She is a weakness, the monster gasped. What did you say? Jack's voice hardened. You spend all your life lying to her and shielding her. The Cyclops' voice rasped out through blood and spittle. And for what? Someday, one of my brothers will kill you. Then she'll have to know she is a liability, a tool to be used against you. Jack leaned down close to the monster's face. You leave Molly out of this, he growled. The monster snarled at him and struggled for a moment, as though he would bite Jack if he couldn't get his hands free to scratch him. Then he lay still. Jack was just about to turn back to the house when the horse's body moved. Or rather, it was pushed from underneath. The Cyclops' right hand still clutched his club, and now both club and hand protruded out from under the dead horse. Jack watched in horror as the hand held up the club. The club began to crackle with electricity, and in a few seconds, the end of the club looked like a bubble of ball lightning. With a blur of movement, the Cyclops flung the club. Jack ducked, but the monster hadn't been aiming for him. Jack turned around to watch the progress of the flaming lightning ball. No, 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 Jack screamed as he ran back toward his house, which the Cyclops' club had just set on fire. He heard the dying, gurgly laugh of one of the world's last giants. Jack raced back toward the house, screaming.
screaming Molly's name. He bounded up onto the porch and broke through the screen door without bothering to open it. The smell of the smoke almost choked him. Molly! He yelled and coughed. The only sound that answered him was the crackling of the fire as it greedily gobbled up the dry wood of the house. He called her name again and again. Molly! (coughs) Molly! (coughs) Molly! (coughs) Choking on the sulfurous smog. Finally, he heard a small squeal. He stood absolutely still, listening past the fire and the falling walls and door frames. There it came again. It was on the second floor. Jack raced up the stairs, three at a time. She was in the bedroom, trapped in the corner by a rapidly burning bedstead. He cleared the bed in a single bound and wrapped her in his arms. She didn't say a word, just stared at him, terrified. Sleep, he whispered, and forget. He picked her up in his arms, and she fell asleep instantly. He kissed her once on the forehead, and then, wrapping her body in his, he jumped out the window and ran along the clouds to another place far away. The two rocking chairs squeaked in unison on the small penthouse porch of the New York City apartment. In the two chairs, an ancient couple sat. She had just let the cat down off her lap, and he had laid aside his newspaper. For a moment, they simply rocked and held hands while the sun set behind the skyline. Jack? the old woman asked. Yes, Molly? the man responded. Have we always lived here? What a silly question. Of course we have. Only, I don't remember so clearly. It's all just sort of a blur. Oh, Molly, he said, squeezing her hand. Don't try so hard. Just let the memories come. You just listened to Giant Slayer by Gretelyn Darkey, read to you by your door-to-door storyteller, Connor Evans. Thank you for listening. Used by We Are One Body Audio Theater, with the permission of the licensor, granted under a copyrighted license agreement. First published in Gilbert Magazine, a publication of the American Chesterton Society. A production of We Are One Body Audio Theater.